Okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> this Puerto Rican chick from the hood who grew up on food stamps and food donations, grew up in foster care, who barely graduated high school, who was a troubled child, troubled child, who didn't go to college, and who in 2018 was over 150K in debt, has just saved $120,000 cash so that I could buy my first home. My husband has a house that is our house now, but this is my first home. It's so huge to know that I have created this in our bank account. Obviously my team, my husband, everybody's supporting, but like I created this by my work in four months, four months of going, yo, let's save some money so we could buy a house. And I actually can't believe it. Like I know I did, but I'm just like, Phew. And maybe to some people it's not a big deal, but for me, for little me, for women like me, like where I grew up, fucking huge. Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Oh my God. Welcome to the podcast. I have to apologize for my very sexy voice right now because I was sick last week. It was horrible. I was in bed for three days and on the fourth day, I felt amazing. On the fifth day, I felt amazing. However, I kept this crazy cough. And so for the whole five days that I was in bed, because I took two extra days to just chill, I knew I needed it. I was just like, don't go crazy. Like I was dying. I wanted to get on Instagram. I wanted to do all the things. I had to cancel and rebook speaking arrangements. It was wild. So my voice has, there's an issue. I think I got the Tony Robbins problem where basically, <laughs> I don't know if you hear Tony Robbins speak, but his voice be like, hey guys, Tony Robbins here. You know, rah, rah, rah. And he sounds a little bit rah, 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 you know? And I believe it's because the man just talks and serves and does his 52-hour events. And I have the same problem. I have so much energy. I'm, I feel like we have the same syndrome, like service and energy syndrome. And the good news is, like, I love what I do and it's amazing. The bad news is our voice is not untouchable. Like, I have a normal throat like you do. And I'm sure that there are people out there who are specialists on your throat and ears and nose and all that jazz. So I'm going to go see a specialist because one of my friends said to me that you can get nodes on your, like some nodes thing on your throat and then they have to like do surgery and it's not good for your voice. And I plan on talking a lot. Okay. I'm just 39. I got many years to talk. So apologies on this raspy ass voice. It's actually really good compared to what it sounded like two days ago. I was freaking whispering. <laughs> um, so bear with me as I navigate this podcast in my, my scratchy voice. Uh, I wanted to do this episode because, oh, and I think you heard my intro. I did a reel on Instagram, just a video on Instagram sharing a real moment, a raw and real moment 
of me in the car at the red light. And don't trip when I'm in the car with my phone. I don't touch my phone, okay? Like there's a thing that's called wireless, handless, not wireless, um, handless recording. So it hands-free recording. So you click a button and it just records for you and it stops recording itself so you don't have to touch it. So I was in my car and I was having this moment about money saved. We are in a position right now where as a family, we're going to buy a second home. We already have our, our first home. My husband bought it a long time ago before he met me. So we own the house we live in. It's fucking tiny. I always talk about my tiny house. I love this cozy little house, but it's so small and our boys are getting big. And so I live in Australia. Obviously, I'm from America, originally from Boston. We grew up very poor, food stamps, food donations, you know, the food stamps getting declined, no car, taking the bus when that shit wasn't cool. So money and money issues have always been in my world up until when I started my business, maybe three, four, five years ago. When I started my business, I decided I ain't going to have money issues. I ain't going to worry about money. I ain't going to worry about not having enough money. I'm not going to make up stories about what money is. I'm not going to talk shit about people with money. I am going to attract all the money that I want and I'm going to be wealthy. And when I decided that, everything fucking changed, by the way. But what happened was living in Australia, being originally from America, my husband said to me, you know, I want us to buy a house and I never wanted to buy a house. I don't know what it was. Maybe because I was like a foster kid or actually I have no idea. But for whatever reason, I just, I didn't want to buy a house. I was like, yeah, I don't care about buying a house. I want to be nomad. Like I want to live anywhere. I want to live wherever I want. I don't want to be locked down. I don't want security. You know, it felt very anti me to buy a house. And obviously as you get older, you get kids, you do feel like you need a place, a home, a temple that's yours, that, you know, the walls are yours. The whole thing is yours. And even if you leave and you move and you move around, and do whatever you want, you can still come back to your place. No one's going to tell you to leave or kick you out. And it must have been my trauma from being a foster kid and growing up poor. Finally, I was like, all right, I want to have a house. I want to have a house that I can break the walls down. I can do whatever I want. No one's going to say shit to me. So we started talking about buying a house. And Hamish proceeded to tell me that in Australia, people here, you need 10% to buy a house. And I'm like, okay. So if a house is a million dollars, then you need 10%. And he's like, you need $100,000. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean you need $100,000? He's like, you need $100,000. I'm like, who the fuck has $100,000? Like cash? Like, what are you talking about? My mind was blown, okay? I don't know about you listening to this, but my little mind <laughs> was blown. I was like, who the fuck has $100,000 just chilling? Who, who has that money? Like people, drug dealers, like what are they doing? And he laughed. He's like, people save their money. And I don't know about you, but I never met anybody who saved $100,000. Is that a normal thing or is Australia just like special rich ass country with people that got too much money? I literally was like almost fell off my chair. I'm like, hold on. So you're trying to tell me if we go to buy a house, we got to save a hundred thousand dollars. And he was like, yes. And this must've been, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. And I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? That's not going to happen. Like, how the fuck are we going to do that? Anyway, we let that go. And I've been doing my thing, running my business. My husband's been doing his thing, running the business. We've been, we've been killing it. It's been amazing. Everything's been great. And we've been in this little house that we live in. We renovated it. It's small. It's two bedroom, double floor. Uh, it's like a townhouse house. And it's been fine. 
And I think I've talked about it on the podcast. And if I haven't, let me be the first to tell you, I'm not a material person. Uh, you won't catch me like dripped in Gucci and Prada. And we have a lot of money now and I don't be buying shit with it. We don't do nothing with our money. We invest our money. And that's the whole point of us getting a house. It's an investment. We invest it back into the business. We pay our team. You know, I like to spend money on experiences. I like to be comfortable when I'm eating somewhere. I like to uh, wear things that make me feel good. Doesn't mean I'm wearing Gucci. And look, if you like Gucci, that's all good, boo. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, for me, I've never been a material person. It's not, it doesn't turn me on. It doesn't excite me. So we start getting itch, right? We start getting the itch of like, man, this house is small. The kitchen is so fucking small. It makes me angry. And I love to cook. But your girl, I can't be cooking in that little ass kitchen. So we'd be Ubering or, you know, ordering food. At one point, I had someone who was a chef and they were amazing and they were making me food. And that was awesome. So now we're like, what do we do? We need to we need to think about this. So in the past maybe two years, we've started talking more seriously about buying a home. Our kids are four and seven and they want a backyard. They want to run around. They're boys. They got so much energy, like so much testosterone and energy. And so we're like, all right. We're going to get a house. It is in the plans that we're going to do it. We weren't putting pressure on ourselves. We weren't planning it. We were just like, we know we're going to do it. I got to the point where I was like, yes, fine. We're going to get a house. Let's do it. Pandemic happens. You know how that story goes. You were a part of it. Two years of bullshit lockdown. I think people after that were definitely like, I need to leave this house. or I need to buy a bigger house or you need to leave this house. Right? Like people, it changed the game for us. And that's when it really was like, all right, 2022 is going to be about us getting a house. We need to get a house for sure. So then what happens? We start putting money aside in our business and we're like, all right, let's just put money aside. We ain't got no money saved up. We got money in investment accounts. We got investments. We don't have money for this house. Let's put some money aside for the house. And when I tell you that 2022, my business has boomed, it has kicked off booming uh, from October last year till now. And we're in August, 2022. I've had the biggest growth in my business possible. Like we'll do more than we've ever done this year. It's crazy. What a blessing. But we're also working our asses. You know, we're being strategic with what we're doing, not hustling anymore. So we took four months to save money. And in four months, we had $120,000 cash saved in the bank. And I'm like, what? And I'm telling you this because as awesome as it sounds, I was fucking shocked. I was shocked that we decided to put our head down and say, all right, for the next four months, five months, six months, however many months, we're going to save money, we're going to buy a house. And I don't know about you, but for me, as a Puerto Rican woman who grew up where I grew up, how I grew up, to know that I created that money by impacting the lives of other women, to know that I created that money by having a business that's not only profitable but sustainable to know that I created that money and we were able to put that money aside so that we could buy an asset, so that we could buy a house and we did that shit in four months. Like, I can't tell you what that did for me. I can't tell you what that did for little Erica. I can't tell you what that did for my lineage. I can't tell you what that's doing for my clients that I'm sharing this with. I can't tell you what that's doing for the Puerto Rican women that I know and that I serve. I can't tell you what that's going to do for my kids, the life and the story that I get to tell my kids. I am mind blown. And some people are like, who cares? Not a big deal. To me, this is the biggest deal. It's the biggest deal that I did this. Not a, a rich white man that I married. 
It's the biggest deal that I did this, not by getting out loans or asking my family for support. And there's nothing wrong with that shit, by the way. If, you need, if your fucking family can help you, yo, take the help. It's hard out here, right? But I'm sitting here going in my bank account, and now at the time of recording this, is 160 because we just keep putting money away. And to know that we're going to buy this house, we haven't bought it yet, but in the next 90 days, I'm going to have a home that, that I'm buying. Not that my husband bought before me, but that I, Puerto Rican Erica, who grew up where I grew up, how I grew up, and buying this house. And the meaning behind it, it's not about the house, not about how big, how small, how expensive, bougie, whatever. It's not about that. It's about the fact that I can and that I could and that I was able to and that I did and that I'm about to. And that to me, that example and that possibility that's a dream for many people. In America, we call it the American dream to buy a house, right? To have healthy children for them to go to college, for you to work a great job, for you to buy a house, the fucking American dream. And I never wanted to own a home. I didn't want to be tied to that American dream bullshit because it's not a dream. It's a fucking prison. To me, that's a prison. Some people think that's a dream. To me, that shit is jail. Security sounds like I'm in jail. I don't want security. I got security in myself. I got reliability in myself as a creator. Because guess what? If tomorrow I lost everything, I can make that shit back. And if when you invest in yourself and you learn stuff and you go through education, whether that's personal development, spiritual healing development, emotional development, trauma, healing, a school, whatever you learn, it goes inside of you. And when it's inside of you, it's yours. You own it. And no matter what anybody does or says or takes away from you, that inside of you, It'll always be inside of you, which means if you lost everything tomorrow to a, a earthquake or a natural disaster or a, a ugly divorce or fire or whatever the fuck, you could create it again. And so this topic makes me a bit emotional because I would have never thought that I would be in a position where I could do that as a Latina myself. And of course, I didn't do it myself. I got a team of people to help me. My husband's amazing. My clients had to say yes. You know, it wasn't me, I, Erica. However, as the creator, I created that shit. And I will take credit for that. And that's a big thing for me to be able to buy my own house, for me to have saved this money, for me, I can save more money. And now when we buy this house, the money that we've created is going to keep coming. So what can we do with that? How do we impact people with that? How can we hire someone? gives them a job, supports their family, take my team overseas. I've always wanted to do that. Take my children to Europe. I've never been to Europe. Take my mother to Italy. It was a dream of hers all her life when she was in Puerto Rico. Like, it, it doesn't sound like much, but it's everything. When you make money and you're in control of what you can do with your time and your money and your value and your pricing, is why I'm such an advocate for women joining me in the startup squad and me working with coaches. Because honestly, it's not about getting more people in my program. It's about what that wealth can can create, what choices that wealth can make. You know, I was able to fly my dad down from Puerto Rico. I bought him a ticket round trip, Puerto Rico to Australia. I bought my mom a trip. She never pays when she comes here. She pay, I pay for everything. She comes here. My dad's here. My, my kids get to meet their grandparents. They don't know my mom and dad. Well, they know my mom, but they didn't know my dad. I had never seen my mom and dad in the same room. I've never remembered touching both my parents physically. 
What do you think that did to my subconscious? What do you think that did to my internal world, my, my healing, my lineage? What do you think that did for me? What do you think that did for my dad to have that closure and that forgiveness from his daughter after all those years when he left when I was two? And for my mother and my husband to witness that for me. My clients felt the healing all the way from around the world. All my followers on Instagram were crying, messaging me like, that was so healing for me because I've lost my dad or I need to call my dad or I need to rekindle with my family, whatever. And that only could happen because I had the money to do it. Because yeah, money doesn't buy you happiness, but it buys you choice, freedom, an ability to choose what you want to do. It gives you options and it doesn't give you options. It gives you the ability to have options. It gives you the ability. And so I wanted to share that with you because I was really emotional and still really am. As you can hear, like when I buy this house, it's going to be next level. And it's not like the best house on the block with 72 bathrooms and a fucking mansion. It's not about the house. It's not even about the house. We'll renovate that shit. It doesn't matter. It's about the fact that we were able to, the fact that I could, and the fact that I did that. The fact that I did that, I created that with my mind because I did the work on healing my fucking past because I did the work on healing every thought and every belief that said I wasn't good enough, smart enough, pretty enough. Uh, I was too Latin. I was too Puerto Rican. I was a stupid Spanish girl from the hood. I, I did everything in my power to heal those bullshit beliefs and stories that weren't serving me and were keeping me poor. Those stories were keeping me poor, keeping me in scarcity keeping me in a lack. And the minute I started working on them and I realized that I'm powerful as fuck and that I create, I'm a creator. And if I don't like my results, I can change what I'm creating. And it starts with me and it ends with me. And knowing that, that shit is priceless. It is fucking priceless. So I just wanted to share that with you. If this is a goal of yours to buy a house, if it's a goal of yours to, you know, travel overseas and spend a lot of money on a family vacation or take yourself to Europe or do some big audacious goal that you don't think you could do, you can. You could do it. You don't need to believe the bullshit that you can't. And I'm telling you so that you can see that I am. I'm doing it. Breaking all of the bullshit statistics. I'm breaking all of the bullshit stories, lies about me being a woman of color, about me being Latina, about what that means. And it doesn't mean shit. I get to choose how much fucking money I make, not the patriarchy. The pay gap doesn't have any say in the money that I choose to make. I don't need my family to be proud of me. I don't need anyone to be proud of me as long as I'm accepting of myself. So if you're not there yet and you want to get there, number one recommendation is commit to dealing with yourself. Commit to doing the work on yourself. When you get over yourself, you can have whatever the fuck you want. I love you so damn much. Have the best week. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.